Okay, so Peter is into like EMFs and um, grounding and shielding, and he's going to tell us like all about how all that stuff works. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I don't, I don't know. Take it from there, Peter, for a second. Like, thank you. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I used to work as an electrician, and I studied um, electronics in um, I don't know. Uh, what the school form is called because it's different in Sweden, but I mean, yeah, from 15 to 18 years. I mean, when I was from 15 to 18 years old, or three years. And um, high school, we call it high school, but like we don't have specializations in high school. It's just everything. Yeah, different. so I mean, those three, I mean, I could have, I could have started to become an electrician already there, but I, I chose electronics and but I just needed to do a little bit extra to work as them electrician uh, and um, I mean I always thought I was already into uh, yeah all this stuff with the uh, yeah new world order uh, when I when I mean when I start getting ill from working as an electrician so I, I had heard about I, I, the, I mean wireless stuff and Electrical stuff that there were people existing. They were called. Uh, e, um, it's it's called EHS or in English, uh, electro hypersensitivity uh, electronic. Yeah, yeah, electrosensitive uh, hypersensitivity, and it's the exact same word in Swedish. And um, uh, and uh, but I mean, it, I never thought about that. I, I never even crossed my mind that, um, that I could get ill from these things. Because you don't feel it, you don't smell it, you can't touch it. I mean, uh, the way life has evolved on this planet for billions of years, there has been nothing in, in that spectrum at all, basically. It's very, very low I mean, electromagnetic fields come from the Earth and sometimes a little bit stronger from the Sun and you have a little bit from the stars, but it's trillions of times weaker than what we have created today. So there's no sense organ, no protection, nothing that the life has created to, to be able to um, shield cells detect it or anything but when it comes to light and heat smell and all these things we've had that Ra even radiation I mean, you have bacteria that live off radiation we ourselves emit radiation so a lot of the body's electrical system and we mainly view ourselves as a chemical uh, watery body walking around or meat bag they want to make us believe <laughs> But we are actually energy beings first. When you when you start reading this science, I mean, it's not chemical. We're energy being. I mean, it's everything in the body works with different electromagnetic fields. You have different charges inside the cells that has to be maintained to make it work. The cell membrane acts like the brain of the cell, like a computer. So you can actually see the analogy from the computer world, how the body works actually. So it's, it's and um, 
So without us knowing it, we're actually trying to mimic life when we're building computers. So yeah. like, so, what, I mean, what are some symptoms that you can get that if you know that like... Well, I mean, for me, it started with um, uh, that I started getting headaches or that I got hot in the air or that it felt like sensitive to sound alone. So, uh, it far, first started when we got smartphones, I mean, with the 4G. We used it in work. I, I never had one myself, and I never felt anything before that. But I had, like, this Bluetooth piece as well because it was so handy. I mean, I could just had a phone in my pocket. I could press here and talk. So I started having that, and I, in the beginning, I started thinking, like, well, it's just... Uh, um, yeah, I'm just tired or something, or I haven't drank enough. And I mean, eventually it starts thinking that I'm probably reacting to this. But even though I had heard about it and knew that people, I still thought, well, it doesn't seem to get worse and it's no problem and it will be fine. Uh, so, I mean, I kind of ignore it. And that's usually what the reason why people do get really ill from this. Uh, a lot of people have the misconception that somehow you have some kind of fear or uh, even the word electrohypersensitivity is actually wrong because you are damaged in the same way as if you get damaged by radioactivity. You right, actually see overload. the same kind of... No, no, damage. You damage the chromosome, you damage the cell, you spray free radicals. Uh, you, I mean, in in a way, actually, microwave and electromagnetic fields is worse than radiation because radiation don't interfere with the body's communication. Especially with 5G, I mean, those works in the frequency range that our own cells communicate. I mean, you have, um, they communicate, I think it's between somewhere between 38, 40 gigahertz up to 80 gigahertz. And then you have a lot of frequencies below that too in other systems in the body. So what, what's what's five G's frequency? Do you know? Well, it re, I mean, it, the thing is that five G isn't just. I mean, it's it's a system, but it contains very many different components. So what's being rolled out in Sweden, for example, it's like three point five gigahertz mainly. Uh, and then you have, but I mean, even even. Even 4G, I mean, has since 2015, all the cell phone towers in Sweden that are 4G have become 5G ready. So the 4G system is also being incorporated to the 5G system. And I've heard that they have switched antennas, so I don't really know how that affects. So, and on the countryside, 5G is supposed to be seven mega, 700 megahertz because then you can have a very long range. So it actually has a lower frequency than the ones we are used to today. So you have very many different, and you have the higher ones too, like 26 gigahertz to 28, and then you have 60 gigahertz, stuff like that. So is that the main difference between 4G and 5G, the frequencies? No. Well, I mean, the main thing, one of the biggest thing is, I mean, if I'm allowed to be bald, is that now they're actually admitting that it's a military system. It's a weapon system. I mean, in Sweden, five G or G? I mean, actually, all of them has been. In, I mean, you just need to listen to Barry Trower or Mark Steele. Both of them have worked with weapon system in the military. And Barry, Barry Trower is, a, I mean, a microwave expert. And I mean, both of them. It's yeah. If you don't want to have nightmares, you don't listen to them too much. <laughs> 
Yeah, I've listened to Mark Steele before. Um, like so, only like one or two, but yeah. But the, so then, the if it's used as a military system, is that is that just because they can change the frequencies at at will in order to control people, or or what? Like what what does that mean? I mean, exactly? I would uh, I would say that it's many different things. I mean, one thing is you have the control. I mean, that you can surveil people, and I mean. That is, I mean, most of the time it's done. I mean, if you look at in the U.S. where, where they have contracted a lot of the military stuff and and, and um, what do you call it? Um, the NSA, the National Security. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, they usually put a lot of things out on contract to companies. So I mean, basically oh, right, that's yeah. what what has been done. I mean, uh, in contract. the open with Google and Facebook and all these things. I mean, that's what. Um, um, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Snowden talked about when it was. Oh yeah, Edward Snowden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that he that was that really astounded him how this is being done in the open. You don't focus on what's actually. I mean, it's 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 a you even pay. I mean, it's even open. You pay for it. Right. Well, that's like I I, I yeah. got into I got into some but, of the. I mean, it's a radar. System. Oh, sorry. Like there was like a a lag in the the internet, but um, yeah, no, I got into some of how like basically like Facebook is like presumably could be started by our own government in order to spy a, 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 amongst people who willingly give their information. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the same thing with Google. Um, I mean, yes, Corbett reports, he made a really, really good documentary. Um, I think it's called The Secret Inside Silicon Valley or something like that. It's really, really good. It doesn't just show how the CIA and NSA came along after Google and Facebook had launched. It actually shows how, I mean, how you basically seem to switch from a secret program to basically seeing to it that it got started up. So they probably just handed over, I mean, or, or uh, what do you call it, kind of nudged young students in that direction and then like, so it really yeah. seems like it was that from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all the way from the beginning. And, and I mean, that has happened to many things. But with the 5G as weapon, I mean, it's, or I mean, 4G and stuff, I mean, it has to, I mean, you can use it as a radar system. I mean, you, you can, so you can see the terrain or where people are. And, and I mean, everyone has a smartphone, so everyone is surveilling themselves all the time. Uh, and yeah. a lot of things. You carry I mean, your a little lot beaker with you. <laughs> hmm? I said, you carry your little beaker with you. Yeah, yeah. And that they can use that as a targeting tool as well, especially with 5G, because that's the, the, the more, I mean, weapon-like parts of 5G is that you have focused beams. Uh, I'm not sure if the lowest on just 700 megahertz can do that as much, because the, the further up you go in frequency, the narrower the beam can become. So even though, I mean, that may, it might not sound much to have a beam of a couple of, milliwatts but that's extreme if you have that at a laser you're gonna burn your eyes out you're gonna get blind mm. and you think about ah, sorry no 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 good so everyone is going to carry around even though they start at 
3.5G, the chips in the phones, as far as I've been able to read, they're already, I mean, can work with the 26 to 28 gigahertz. Uh, I haven't read anything about 60 there, but I know that does exist in China. Uh, and I mean, for example, the 2.4 gigahertz of Wi-Fi and the cordless home phones, DECT uses, I mean, that was chosen because it resonates it with water. It destroys the structure of water because waters in our body are, they are, I mean, it's, it's, it's what they call the fourth state of matter. The water is structured inside the body in a crystalline state, like, like a the kind plasma. of gel, but I would say that's a little bit a strong word. Uh, so it interferes with that, and with 60 gigahertz, it interferes much. And it's not that both 2.4 and 60 gigahertz are free frequencies. You don't need to license them at all. And it seems to be that in most of the countries around the world. So that means that they can put up with anywhere they want, and you have no idea, because they don't need to tell anyone about it. Right. So we could already have 60 gigahertz. 60 gigahertz that they're putting up, even though no one is using it. I have no idea. Well, I do know that on the iPhone 10s, uh, I think it was my mom's phone, she said that she saw 5G come up as a, as one, as instead of 4G come up, it, it was already registering as 5G. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's probably what they call 4G already, because they still use, seem to use the same frequencies as 4G, but I'm not sure exactly. I haven't been able to understand in detail what they really mean by 5G ready. I think it's just that it will, will work with the 5G system because it's supposed to be like an umbrella of all these things. Mm -hmm. uh, right. of, of, I mean, self-driving cars and, and everything in between. And I mean, one of the biggest applications that I actually have admitted in newspaper is that 5G is needed, uh, I mean, by the military, because these, I mean, these new armament race between Russia, China, and US, and maybe some other countries are involved a little bit when they have these hypersonic missile systems, other laser systems that are, that are very, very differently than the old ballistic uh, atomic weapons and stuff where you just shoot, uh, shoot something and it goes in a straight arrow. Suddenly you have something that goes very, very fast and it can dodge and go left and right and, and it go and does that in microseconds. Right, so, then so you need to, to have... communicate with it in route. But the problem is yeah. like, I thought 5G was very short range. Like you had, like you well, have it, to build a lot of towers. Well, it really depends on uh, what frequency you're using. The higher up you go in frequency, the, the shorter, shorter the range. range. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, for example, 700 megahertz, that are, I, I can't say that that's going to be the exact same frequency in every country, but broadly, and every time they have upgraded to a new generation, they've seen to it that it's the same standard around the world. So it probably is. So 700 megahertz, it's going to be, have a longer range than GSM phones. And so it's going to be harder to shield against it, for example. But the higher up in range you go, the more towers, the closer it has to be. Uh, but also it's easier to shield against it. Like 60 gigahertz, 
the reason, I mean, the same thing that makes it dangerous to air also makes it very easy shieldable because the air in itself is blocking uh, radiation so they can focus the beam even more narrow. That's why they need so much power for it because then they can, have, uh, from a technical point of view, they get, a, they get a very pure signal, but it also means that it's very directional and um, very dangerous because you're going to have it very close and it's going to be very strong. I've seen clips from the U.S. about it. It doesn't sound so nice. <laughs> well, like now that we're scared shitless, uh, um, but like, uh, and we can't do anything about it. They're rolling it out whether we like it or not, right? So, like, what what are your methods to protect against it? Because you, you've <laughs> got some. My question. We need. Yeah, no. He, he's 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 got like Faraday cage and like grounding stuff. Like he he knows his stuff. Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, so. For example, 60 gigahertz. I mean, uh, I'm not 100% sure if a windshield will stop it, but I mean, just a wall or just a piece of paper. I mean, that's why they're cutting down the trees in so many countries in the cities. They say they do it because, or half of the time they say they do it because the trees are old or rotten or something. Other times they say it's, it's supposed to be for the landscape. And I mean, a lot of the, operators are putting up the cell phone towers they already have agreements that they're allowed to take down trees and things in in the path of the signal because mm -hmm. even a leaf will stop it i mean even when it comes to the lower frequencies that produce today with 4g if you have a tree or a couple of bushes or a small forest between yourself and a tower the frequent i mean the strength is going to be lower in the summer when um, trees have leaves and it's going to be higher in the winter when it's no leaves and it, it probably has to do a lot with that there's water in the leaves. So the higher up they go, the more dangerous it is, the easier it's going to be to shield. So um, for example, the 5G satellites, because they're up in range, even though they're a lot closer than most of the other satellites, a roof will shield against it. So when it comes, but what we have to do uh, to protect against, um, I mean, the easiest way to protect is actually turning things off. That's the easiest thing to ever do it. So, uh, and this, the thing closest to people are, are they going to be the most dangerous. So their own phone, their Wi-Fi, especially the new Wi-Fi that's called Wi-Fi 6. I mean, that's actually a part of the 5G ecosystem. Wi-Fi, I haven't heard of Wi-Fi 6. Is that like a... Yeah you, yeah, you even have routers that already are sending at 60 gigahertz that you can buy, or 26 gigahertz. But most of them seems to be at 6 gigahertz. So they already had beaming technology in them. Um, and the thing with, I mean, all this wireless stuff is that most people, including myself, didn't... You, you, you didn't seem or you don't seem that it's affect you. And especially when people are into meditation and everything, of course, I mean, a lot of these things, spiritual work and energies, and if you have a creative angels or whatever, it's going to help you, but uh, it's like a slow cancer. It might, ten take, ten, it might take 10 years to start, to start your ill, but uh, most people that have become really sick from this, it can it, when it when the weakest link in the body is breaking, it goes really really fast. I talked to this Norwegian girl that's just five years ago, uh, years ago, 
worked in worked in Oslo. I don't remember what she worked with, but basically overnight, she had to move out into the middle of nowhere. I couldn't handle anything. And wow, so yeah. the hardest part is that we, most people don't understand the symptoms and when you're being affected and and that you don't take them seriously. I didn't take it seriously at all. So I would have been a lot better if I would have understood, but I didn't do that until it was way too late. And when you start getting ill, then it's then it becomes like a slippery slope. It's getting harder and harder because somehow you have to try and maintain your normal life, but you can handle less and less. But you you need to be handled more and more because more and more things don't work in your life. So so it really goes downhill. It can go very fast. So you 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 were already into this, obviously because of your background. But then you started getting headaches. What other symptoms did you have, or what what was the point where you just realized and started making the connection and believing it? Well, um, I mean, I I had actually heard about it because I started being into all. I mean, everything being everything that's happening around. I was I kind of knew about it and I kind of realized early on, but I was in denial. Mm. But the symptoms that I got are most common, I mean, it's affected my mental health. And, and I mean, that you start getting memory problems. And I mean, nowadays, basically everyone joke about they have Alzheimer's life because they can't remember anything. And I mean, sleep problems, I mean, that you don't dream anymore because people can't get that rest. And, uh, psychological problems, I mean, and allergies, those are the most common things that the stomach starts working or, but when you get more, more acute symptoms from the acute headaches and their problems and signs that it's like you're having a, you have to cough or that you're, you're, you have an influenza all the time and you start having problems with your heart and, and, and yeah, joints and stuff like that. I mean, it's a little bit um, individually, but you, you have a fairly similar list. So it, it affects a lot of things with the nervous system and the brain. And that's usually how it starts. But then you don't understand it because everyone has problems with their mind today. So people don't see that that's a sign. Right. You know, everyone is eating happy pills. Right. Huh? I said, yeah, and all you'll get, all I said, all you'll get is somebody to tell you, like, oh, go take a melatonin, or you know, like people just dismiss these symptoms. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about, like, so what did you try first? Did you try like a grounding mat, or what was the first sort of thing you tried? I, I mean, I actually did that quite early on, and it did really help. Um, it felt like if I would make an analogy, it felt like I mean, when I came home from work and going to bed, uh, I mean, I had headaches and, and it felt like you had squeezing on the head, like that, or like pressure. my eyes could hurt. Yeah, pressure in the sinuses and I could feel tired. And I mean, I mean, this hyper hyperactiveness is also a very, very common sign. Because, the, I mean, the body gets way too much energy and it's, it's getting stressed by all this, so it's trying to get rid of it. 
and, and, and when you start building up toxins because of all these uh, damages that's done in the body, because when the body is put into stress mode, even if you don't feel it, then it stops taking out the garbage and it stops taking in the nutrition. So everything is starting to pile up. And uh, the body knows that it needs to move to get rid of this shit, start working again. So everyone, I mean, that most people have a problem, they have like this ADHD, they can't sit still, you can't focus more than five seconds. I mean, you see that in most people and that is a very, very common symptom. I have that symptom sometimes, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how much, you know, yes, as a flight attendant, you probably get exposed to radiation and, and, and different type of uh, electroactivity. Well, and I'm just extremely ungrounded, like literally, because I'm in the air all the time. Uh, yeah. But um, so, okay. So you have these mats that are basically like plugged into the grounding wire in your electrical socket. And then it's got... Well, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I mean, in Sweden, we can't use this electrical socket. And even though you can use that in most countries, I wouldn't advise it's better to, to attach it to the ground outside. So you have like a wire attached to the earth outside that goes into a, like a wired system mat that you sleep on. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah I can show you. I, um... the, the earthing mat. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't advise in buying the, the official ones because most of them, first, they are more expensive than buying a, a fabric that it's made for shield. I mean, more convenient if you don't know how to do And you shouldn't buy silver, you should buy stain, that, that they contain stainless steel because if it contains silver, the silver will start oxidized. So after a year or two, the math doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, so stainless steel is the way to go. And I mean, they're, they're quite expensive, but, and, and I mean, I, I, I made my own sleeping bag out of shielding fabric because it contains 30% metal on the outside. Doesn't okay, look I like can... metal to me. That's awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's both shielding and the grounding. So I, I basically just took like a, I mean, a big cord like this and a, 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 a pin for a tent. Okay, like yeah. This. And then just attach it to the, um, to the bed with like, a, like, like this crocodile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's all metal. So that's how easy you can do it yourself or, or you see it outside, but it's not so nice in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> True. I mean, what basically happened to me when I started doing that was everything disappeared right away like this. I felt, I felt so good that I, that I became awake. Like, it, it, I mean, it... The euphoria of feeling so good made it hard to sleep. Uh, I mean, just when I started grounding myself. Wow. Uh, and uh, then I didn't do that for a couple of weeks because I did uh, something wrong, something I shouldn't do. Uh, I ground the computer as well with the same cord. So of course I got all the shit from the computer when I was grounding myself. So then I started feeling bad and I thought there was something wrong and I stopped doing it. But after I had to move and everything couldn't work anymore and was really, really sick for several years, I start grounding again. And from just three days of grounding every night, I went from every night sweating like a pig. And basically everything I ate, I got allergy symptoms and rashes and 
bloating and all kinds of shit. And it felt like I couldn't, sorry, the language. <laughs> and it felt like I couldn't um, handle any, any, I mean, any electro stuff at all. I couldn't even, I mean, I didn't even listen to a radio. I barely used the phone. So over just three nights, it, 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 I started sleeping like a baby. I got a lot of symptoms because the sicker you are, because when this body starts healing, you're gonna get a lot of healing symptoms and those can be as bad or even worse as what you get from the sickness. But for me, why I knew that it worked was because I always felt good, I felt calm. I, it felt like I'd taken Valium or something. It felt so good and I felt so in touch with myself. And I've heard that from especially women more than men that they feel like they're connected to Mother Earth again. So when does the Faraday cage come in? Like, like, so you have to ground and shield. Like, what? Like, what? How does the combo? Well, it, I work? mean, if you're if you're not sick and you don't have so much wireless stuff, you don't need a Faraday cage. But if you don't know what you have around you, you have to have a meter. Uh, to know that, unless you already know it's really bad. So, I mean, but I got a Faraday cage in Gothenburg and it made a huge difference. And I got a better one here. There's cheap ones that contain silver wires that are exposed so it looks silverish. No one should buy those because it will happen the same thing as the. So you pay like seven, six, seven hundred dollars and then they're broke after two years or something. So it's okay. not so fun. So, so silver oxidizes, be, don't use silver. Yeah, it, you can have silver inside the fabric, but it has to be protected like with uh, a coating or something. Um, okay. Then it will last as long as the fabric. So it really makes a huge difference. The, the canopy that I have today, it looks like uh, like uh, some kind of like a, you know they have have around dream beds or something like a oh, Cinderella yeah. bed. Or, I don't know. <laughs> it's not pink. <laughs> like a mosquito net. Like a mosquito. Yeah. Like a yeah. But like a fairy tale. Like yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you have to have. Yeah, and it's and you have a mat underneath the bed, and they have all the sides around. Um, so basically, it's, it it would be this equivalence of moving all the wireless stuff, maybe a couple of kilometers, or dampening the signal like hundred times or something. So it's it's a huge difference. Yeah, I mean that saved my life. Otherwise, I couldn't have been living here. Maybe today, but not then. That's, I had, but it's I had, expensive uh, as hell. It's expensive to do it, I would imagine. I had a neighbor come over. He was into Faraday cages. In fact, he had his whole house done, um, built here. I live in Mexico. Made within the walls, um, well, I guess netting. And he had given me a small net because I was concerned about the router because it was on the opposite side of uh, my son's bedroom. And he was mm -hmm. just a baby. So I would shut it off at night, but anyway, I wanted additional protection when I needed to work. So I, so he gave me this screening to put on the other side of the router so it wouldn't go through. But he came in with the meter and he was metering the house and he said, actually the worst, the worst, um, I guess, electromagnetic, uh, I don't know, electro, what, electromagnetic frequency. I guess the frequencies, yeah, was coming from the light bulbs. Hmm. Which I was surprised yeah. about. I mean, I hate, I, I absolutely hate uh, fluorescent light bulbs or those mercury LED, ones. Yeah, yeah that, that's impossible to yeah. find incandescent light bulbs nowadays. But anyway, um, that was well, something you have, that was interesting. You have one with, hmm? 
Hmm. Wait, was it was this coming from LED light bulbs or was this coming from incandescent light bulbs? It was from an LED, from LED, which I almost didn't have at the time, but now it's almost impossible to find incandescent. It's very hard. But well, I thought you said it was um, fluorescent. I mean, uh, compact light tubes. Yeah, I don't know. It was the I don't know. It was one in the kitchen. It was like um, okay, that's fluorescent then. Those it was probably tubes. fluorescent. It wasn't a tube. No, it was. Well, the, you have the small ones that work in normal. Part. It was the weird those weird spirally ones. Yeah, I, yeah. I hate those. I hate those those are made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you have the long ones, they don't uh, they don't produce a radio frequency field. Right. But right. the short compact versions that you screw into a normal socket, yes. they they actually produce a radio, yeah radio frequency field on purpose to make it work. And um, but I, I wouldn't agree with him that that it's worse than Wi-Fi, uh, because it's not always about the strength. It's a lot more about the information or the signal how it, how it is. So you can have a strong signal that is a lot nicer to the body than a weak signal. So, so the more information, uh, the faster something goes. Like if you're using data traffic, it's a lot worse than if you make a phone call, for example. Well, that was interesting because he suggested yeah. that I change the light bulbs and then, well, the router, those were it. But that was based on the information that he got on the, um, on the meter, but I see what yeah. you're saying. Do you still have that yeah. screen? I do. I have the screen, but I'm not using it at the moment. But anyway, I could make. I could use it for my cell phone. I could. He suggested also just turning off your phone when you have it on you, so it's not next to your body, and also putting it uh, or putting it into this into that netting so that. God, man, I am so bad about my phone. My phone's on me all the time. I I don't sleep with it in the same room as me anymore. But like, unless I. I'm using it as an alarm clock and then like I'll turn on airplane mode and then have it by me or whatever. But um, yeah, just like during the day, it's, it's like in my pocket and stuff. That's mm. not good. Yeah. yeah, iPhones are actually, Apple products is actually the worst. <laughs> yeah, I have an iPhone 10s, so there you go. It's like- Yeah, I mean, the thing is that yes, with the phone, I mean, if you start thinking in, in, I mean, in, I mean, this is better than that, or this is worse than that, it's, it can be a lot easier than trying to do everything at once. But I mean, for example, with Wi-Fi, the best thing is just turning it off and having a cable to the computer. I mean, do one really need to have that comfort of missing that cable and be able to sit in the bathtub or something? I, is that I, worth it? I, I, but I don't even know if the cables available everywhere any I, I don't know I, yeah but i mean you just buy in ethernet cable and plug it into the wi-fi you usually have a wi-fi wi yeah oh hmm? okay i see you yeah the turn off the wi-fi router yeah and then just yeah and if the router as i understood in the u.s a lot of times it's a mobile broadband like 4g right yeah i think that's what mine is yeah and so the best thing is to put it in a window that is towards the closest cell phone tower that has the best reception. And then you make like a shoebox or something out of tin foil. And you make like two, three layers and put it inside. So the opening is against the window. Okay, so uh, it's shielded from everything else coming in the house. And then yeah, so then the 4G signal will go out towards the cell phone tower. And even better, if one would be sensitive, then you would hang a, a shielding fabric, like a transparent one uh, that is I mean, that goes from the 
top of the window to the floor and maybe one meter in, in each direction from the because my is have seen to go up see all the extra and, and with the phone Wi-Fi and Bluetooth when you don't need it. Uh, so you just turn it on when you have to need it. Then the phone radiate less. And if, and if you turn off data traffic, I mean, if you need someone to call you, but you don't need to surf online, you should turn off data traffic as well, because then it will be more like a normal phone. It will only send a, a signal maybe a couple, time, couple of times in an hour to see if the cell phone tower is still there. It won't do anything. So it's when you turn on the data traffic, that's when all the apps are starting to communicating all the time, even though you're not using it. Correct. Yeah, it's just sending out like ding, ding, a little ding, ding. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm probably doing that right now. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make, if you want me to make it a little bit worse, uh, I mean, the phones in themselves, when you have them against the body, I mean, that's a computer. You have tons of different frequencies, everything from very low up, up until the gigahertz frequency, I mean, from the near fields, the electrical and magnetic fields, and they affect the body as well. So one shouldn't actually have the phone on them at all. If you should have it, you should have it like, preferably on your foot wrist or something like that, because you don't want to have it close your heart you don't want to have it against your head and you certainly don't want to have it against your future kids True. because i mean that's one of the few things that we uh, bho has admitted that it caused sterility and cancer those are the two things that they have admitted that microwaves do man and like Anytime I go off my phone for like, you know, I go on some journey for a month or something and I don't have my phone with me or I, or I have it turned off in airplane mode and I just use it as a camera basically. Like I feel so awesome. Like I always just feel so much better. And then when I come back to reality and I get into the addicted d -d 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 mode, it's just, yeah. That's a combination yeah. of factors there, but yeah. 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 I mean, they're seeing it. They do make it that way on purpose. The brightest mind in psychology and behavior science, things like that, and marketing, they work at Google and Facebook and phone manufacturer. They do this thing on purpose to make you addicted. They, they have calculated, I mean, they've calculated this and this many microseconds is needed. Uh, so you should delay the response so you get more addictive or that it will be delay uh, a like on Facebook. So you might be start getting a little bit anxious if someone liked your picture and then suddenly after half a day you get a like and then you get even more happy. So it's easier to get a So they, they have calculated all these things. Yeah. And then, then you have the frequency of the self from the... Uh, from the phone. I mean, in bo both the near fields and the microwaves that can get you addicted as well. Or affect, affect one's behavior. I mean, you have tons of uh, patterns from this. And you had this guy, an engineer, a scientist working on this that he didn't want to work with this kind. I mean, you have patterns that show how a television or a monitor or electrical stuff we have near us, how they can create a feedback loop so they can change our mind, how we think, what we think, 
our emotions, everything. So he was so fed up with this that he quit. He, he made a web page that aren't available anymore, but I found it through the Wayback Machine after listening to a podcast with him. Uh, what and was his I don't remember, but I can look. So he made okay. where, he, where he made, put all the patterns that he could find that is horrific, how they can affect us. And then he also had created a small program that he can install on a Windows computer where he actually could create invisible, I mean, frequency changes, I mean, that screen admits, I, I mean, emits that it's a change because when something changes visually on the screen, it also changes the fields around it. So he created this to show how one, how one's emotion and state of mind can get affected mm. with just a program. So we have no idea what they embed in stuff or how they do it. It's like a black box of mystery, but they do stuff, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, I think they do. So in addition to sleeping with a clarity cage or your blanket that you have and earthing, is there anything else like on a, is earthing enough to go out and to be out in nature? I live by the ocean now. One of the reasons why I wanted to move here was to get away from electromagnetic overstimulation. I mean, but if you're healthy, I mean, if you don't have any other problems, that probably would be enough, I would think. So take away as much exposure as you can at home. Don't have anything wireless unless you absolutely have to need it. And um, but I mean, when people start getting symptoms, usually it affects the stomach a lot because it, it, I mean, it's not a coincidence that allergy has gone from maybe one kid in the entire class to basically everyone has, has an allergy besides maybe one kid in the class. Yeah, and that's because it causes, I mean, both the stress in itself causes the, the stomach and intestines to work worse, but it also punches holes in the, um, in the membrane in the intestinal line that supposed to protect from any enter the body that the body don't want to. So of course, when stuff enters that shouldn't be here, you start getting allergic reactions. So when one starts having health problems with EMS, for example, the one thing that has worked the best for people to regain health is to fix their intestines to your stomach. I mean, you usually have to take away gluten and wheat, corn, all, I mean, or maybe not corn, but all GMOs, everything that is known to be allergen. And, and I mean, most of the time one notices a little bit what one can't handle, but sometimes you have to get rid of things and then after a while see if it affects you because when you eat something you can't handle, um, the body can suppress the response, so you seem to be fine. But everything that goes with milk could be like that. But I mean, the, 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 yeah, just that people know about it and start researching it for themselves. IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, that's a good start. So that has helped me tons. Uh, start, stop eating stuff that isn't good for me or that I react to, and then a lot of the symptom went away. So I, besides grounding and, and, and sleeping in a canopy, that has made tons of differences. Well, and I mean, also the state of mind, because I was in a lot of fear in the beginning. Uh, 
and in the beginning when I couldn't sleep for, for, I mean, a year or so at night, I mean, I got really stressed from it. Like, I have to sleep, I have to sleep, otherwise I won't regain health, I have to regain health. It's like, so, I mean, that makes it so it, you actually have to, so those things, I mean, so it's, uh, these health crises of mine has actually been a good thing in the end because I've had to start listening to my body. I had started taking care of what I think about, how, how I mean, what I put my energy into, uh, what emotions I want to have in my life. I start meditating, um, think, I mean, getting a different view on what's important. I mean, just getting rid of the phone, even if, if I wouldn't have been sensitive to it or I mean, when gone ill from it, um, just that by itself, having no phone is one of the best things I ever done. Because I had a smartphone and I got super addicted as well, really, really quickly. I sat every night like this. I sat at work like I tried to sneak out. I mean, a couple of minutes here and there from work. <laughs> yeah, I was super addicted to it, even though towards the end when I got bad symptoms, I still kept using it until one morning I couldn't touch it because it hurt so bad in my hand and arm. It was over a night like this. And then I know I, I knew that I had to take it away. I have that hmm? feeling. When I, I can feel it when I hold it. When I hold my phone, I can feel it go up my arm and down down the left side of my body. Yeah. Wow. Then that's a really strong sign from your body that you shouldn't have a phone anymore, or at least not a smartphone. Yeah. It's so. it's it's interesting too because like I have a cousin um that um she was like she got a smartphone this year but she resisted up until right now and i was always kind of going like yeah stick it to him go Tiffany." and then uh another one of our friends who's been on this podcast um uh he got rid of his phone like in march and he's just been like emailing or this assuming <clears throat> if he has to or whatever talk to his family or whatever he's like but you <clears throat> you end up realizing how little you need it yeah, yeah, because I mean, that's one thing too. Um, I was super afraid of getting rid of my phone once I got addicted to it, because not just that, also that I got super afraid. Of, how is anybody supposed to contact me? How is it supposed to, I can't, I have to have one. But once I didn't have one anymore, I, I only, I didn't see one single drawback. I mean, I always have a, an old spare phone that's, that, that I can just put a battery into and make a call if an emergency happens. So it's not that I can't mean, you're not, I mean, I'm not stupid. <laughs> it, it's a good lifesaver if something happens. But right. I mean, when I couldn't use the GPS anymore that I've been using for several years and work, I had to start using a map. And I learned the city like never before. Yeah. Well, it's like that same thing where and I um, got through game because notes. What? Uh, I was gonna say it's that same thing. Like when I was little, like I would be like I would know all my friends' phone numbers. I would know my phone number. I would know yeah. my mom's phone number. Know yeah. everybody's phone number. And then yeah. now it's like, uh, I know my phone number to give. Yeah, to if you. you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. That's the thing. Sometimes you you ask people and they don't even know their own phone number. They're like. Um, let me just text you. Right. You're like, what? 
no, I mean, like, I need your number. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's, we, we, like, when you're not forced to use your memory, your memory won't make space for it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I, I mean, I, when you read stuff, I mean, that's to do with yes, because I read stuff on the screen, or if I would have had a phone, I can't retain it, I can't understand and get into the information as good as if I have it on paper in a book. Like if I print out the same yeah. stuff, it's way easier to remember, understand, and take in. So there's something happening with that part too, that it's electronics or screen. I don't, I'm not, I have my, uh, a couple of ideas about it. But, well, for um, me, I know, like, I, I mean, don't know if everybody's that kind of learner, but I'm a tech, I'm a, like, my memory will retain something really well if I write it down on paper. Like if I physically, yeah. Right down. Tactile memory, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I think I think for me as well, like when I'm, if I fill the paper and I turn the page and I do that, mm -hmm. it does mm -hmm. seem to stick with me longer than I do than an article I read on my little phone, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean a lot of the things that we see feel is oh, it's so good you can just look it up online. And I mean when I, I mean now there's almost no stores that still has these catalogs, but there's one in Sweden that still has one. They sell a lot of car parts and stuff. And um, when I try looking stuff up online on them, I never find anything. And I can search the right word, and you, have, you can write like car tire, and you get a and you get a bathing duck. It's like what's wrong with <laughs> internet? And but I mean, when I have the, in a catalog, it's super easy. It's so easy. You find stuff right away, and you know where it is in the catalog. Or when you have a book, you can just flip back and forth. You can't do it in a PDF. Can't even come close to it. It's such were, a difference. You were and, just born in the wrong I time. I mean, nowadays, no, I'm born in the right time. That's true. This is the time when people need to relearn this. And I mean, when I talk to people like that, they, they like, hmm, yeah, you're right, you're right. And they start thinking about it. And I notice that people do, I mean, there are people starting to realize that a little bit, so. But I mean, when I, when I'm in the city or in the village, when people have a phone and it's such a relief not having one, it's like, ah, like this. And, I, <laughs> and it's so nice because you don't have this device that's poking at your attention. And when I go outside, I mean, I might take my home keys with me at most. I don't have anything else. Oh yeah, maybe my mechanical watch, but. And it's so nice, it's so nice. You feel so um, free, un untethered. Yep. I you can do... Hmm? I stopped taking my phone. Well, I don't, now that I just moved to the coast, uh, so I've been going to the beach every day, and I don't want to worry about my phone getting stolen, really, when, I, when I'm in the water. So, I, uh, so I've just been leaving it at home, and I've thought, the only thing I miss it for really is to take pictures, but even that, it's just nice not to have it and just not to think about it and say, oh, for this few hours, Ooh, that's true, camera. an old camera. I do have one. <laughs> I, I do have a few. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There are other means where there are cameras. <laughs> yeah, and it's way better quality as well. It's more fun to take a photo. Yeah. I th I d I'll definitely have to substitute that because actually I think that's my main thing I use the phone for my main utilitarian thing that I couldn't live without is is the video camera and the phone like I do take 
a lot of pictures and a lot of video like i don't know but mm. um yeah i, I, you, I, I you remember your vacation then it's like oh, i don't remember what i was doing but i tons of i remember having tons of photos of it i don't know i i i love having the like it jogs your memory when i look back at the photos i don't know i don't mm. know but yeah, like sometimes I do take a lot of photos and then I go like, I'm never going to look at these again. Like, I don't know why I did that, but like, whatever. But I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, this is like really good food for thought. And it's, it's just one of those things where um, I recently changed phone plans. And so now like I'm on like this Google Fi or whatever. And, and I'm starting to think like, yeah, like I would think it would be, I used to be so much more productive in my 20 in my early 20s when I didn't have a smartphone like I got a smartphone probably like in 2012 I guess so I've had it for the last eight years but I before my smartphone I could work circles around me now like in terms of like like my creativity and the amount of stuff I would produce and you know I was I, I was like writing scripts and um I was, I had my own business and I was doing, I was doing all kinds of stuff. And then once I got a smartphone, it was like my spare time would be like crushing candies or something. I, I, I mean, I have to punish myself all the time by erasing my games, but, um, I, that, but it's, it's definitely like, there's an internal struggle with the addicted, the addictiveness to it. Yeah. So there's that in, a, in addition to the fact that like, it does have all these EMFs that we don't even really know what it's doing to our body, really. That, and they have, we haven't, we haven't studied it long enough. That's, that's the other oh. thing that's interesting. Well, uh, well, we have done, we have over 10,000 10, studies, so it's well researched. Uh, I mean, you even had a military study that was declassified from 1972 from the Marine, uh, the Navy. And you, I think you had one from DOD as well where they basically, I mean, acknowledge all the symptoms that we know about that one gets. And what they, one paper that I don't remember where it came from, that was also declassified, said at the end that we have to put a lid on this basically. I mean, they, I don't remember the exact words, but what they basically meant was we have to put a lid on this because otherwise it will, it will, um, will affect the industry and the military very negatively. We can't stop that progress. So they knew about it way before we got it into our lives. And well, I, I mean, the first the people... Hmm? iPhone also did the same thing where they knowing they know that it affect that cell phones are bad for people. And I think there's a lawsuit right now, or at least an investigation about it, about how much the, I think it was iPhone Apple knew about the negative effects of cell phones. Hmm. Yeah. And how they just, I mean, yeah, lied about it. I mean, the but, cell phone, the, the mobile phone industry knows about this. They, I mean, in the manuals, manuals, if it's online or if it's print, they specifically have, um, what do you call it? They basically have a disclaimer. Yeah, a disclaimer. So they are and can't be held for it. Basically, it says like uh, you have to you can you have to have the phone 15 centimeters from you to be in the safety limit. So when you did have a court case when a guy said I get cancer for this, and then the um, 
the lawyer, I mean, the, um, the yeah, the attorney asked him, what hand did you use? And he said, we say, he said left or right. Well, then, then the attorney said, well, then you didn't keep the 15 centimeter distance. Uh. And every insurance, I mean, every, there's no insurance company that is going to insure you against damage from this. The two top uh, insurance companies, four insurance companies, one is called Swish, I think, and the other one, it's in London. I don't remember what it was called. Lloyd's. Yeah, Lloyd's. Lloyd's. They, I mean, they don't, they don't, um, they haven't done that first. And you have a re-switch, have a PF, where they talked about uh, the big areas that are high risk that they won't, um, that they won't, uh, forgot the word, that you can't insure against. And you had EMF, you had the GMO, nanoparticles uh you had um, acts of god or something I mean, like no i mean but it was what they were forecasting that was going to be a high risk in the future oh or now and in the future and they had i mean civil unrest uh so that speaks a lot that yeah. they have emx emo and those kind of things at all huh yeah, this is this is crazy sobering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, we're, we're, we're not completely powerless. Are there any, um, do you know of any, I don't know if there, there's lawsuits or is there any way that this is going to stop, that 5G is going to stop? Because there are some towns coming out and saying that they don't want it, schools, of course, in some places. But yeah, I mean, it's the easiest thing is, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's quite hard to say anything when it, I mean, with, with the judicial part, legal stuff, because it's very so much from country to country. And they have made it very waterproof in many countries. But I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the politicians, when they do get enough pressure, they have to do something. And uh, I mean, you always have civil disobedience or non-compliance. I mean, it's even better. Because, I mean, say that they want to put up a phone mask. Well, if people put their trucks there and stand there and they, I mean, they do, I mean, they lie in the road and whatever, or they, I mean, there's tons of stuff to do. Um, but the hard part is that most people don't get it. So the sad part is that I think that many more people have to get sick. The really sad part is that a lot of the, symptoms that people get from 5G, they, we are being told that that is because of uh, this so-called influenza now going on around the world. And it's very, very sad that it is that way uh, because all the hotspots or, or that they tell us are the hotspots are where they put up 5G, basically. You have some I mean, you have some divergence here and there, but it's a very, very clear picture. And you even had a, re a scientific report coming out uh, where they uh, could show that when you have wavelengths that are smaller than the length of the cell, you get these uh, 
toxic particles that get that uh, that are going to be detected as signs of having the virus because i mean virus tests they don't test for the virus they test for uh, trace particles that one sees as a proof of the virus but those kind of particles can happen because of a lot of different reasons mm. and i mean when you go to um, the hospital and just when you say that oh i got a heart i got a, my heart hurts or i can't breathe or uh, it pressure my chest or stuff like that or i have a cough or it feels like the influenza or the sinus are swelled up then they're going to think well they have the covid or something or influenza they're not going to think oh it's because of microwaves yeah, I, I, I mean, does anybody, does, is there any medical, like traditional medical profession that actually acknowledges? Um... Yeah, 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 there is. I mean, you have doctors around the world. I, I mean, I have one that help, that is helping me. Uh, I mean, you have um, the Austrian Medical Association, or um, no, it, um, it's an Austrian um, organization with doctors that do acknowledge this and they, they have a, I mean, they have a very comprehensive uh, paper on uh, both how different symptoms that it can take in a form, form I mean, like a paper. Mm -hmm. And also, um, yeah, also, I mean, also that they're protesting against this buildup and the, 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 um, the live, I mean, the, the, uh, the, the exposure limits are way too high. Uh, for example, in Sweden, it's one million times higher than the rest of the EU. And uh, it's even more higher than, for example, Austria and Switzerland. Like what they're allowed to do? You mean like the... the yeah, the, it, yeah, in Sweden, okay. you're allowed to be about 10 watts. That's the exposure limit. And that's a lot. I mean, you think about how... Uh, <coughs> I mean, yeah, if you had a 10 watts laser, that you would be burning to through threes. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, what, what would be a low amount that they would allow uh, other countries to have? Like, like what's like, what's probably the way, like one of the most strict countries on this? Uh, I think actually it's Austria that's the most strictest, but in general, countries from former Soviet Republic are stricter in, in general because in, in Soviet, they, they knew, I mean, they understood and knew about the risk very early on and they, they have done a lot of research mm. when okay. it comes to, um, yeah, microwave and energy technology. So they are way ahead in the game. They tried to warn the U.S. about it, but they, they didn't listen. So they thought it was like a... Yeah. What about microwaves in general, like food microwaves to heat your food? Well, it's very bad. First, uh, the microwaves in themselves radiate a lot of microwaves out, I mean, out into the open. Uh, but it, it, not just destroy food at all, because you create a lot of free Sorry, the connection's kind of crappy right now. So the body can't uh, use it. 
So it, it's, it's better not to use a microwave at all. Right. Do you know what uh, uh, the Navy, people in the Navy, when they wanted to go uh, to land and take a hooker or something, or <laughs> the girlfriend or whatever, they stood in front of the radar beam because then they get sterile. So they oh. couldn't have kids <laughs> for a couple of weeks. Wow. There you go. It's amazing there's humans at all sometimes, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you said uh, that, Danielle, um, I would like to, I mean, I got the impression that Danielle knew some about um, canopies or paradise cages or stuff. Well, me, me and Danielle have both like expressed interest in building our own before and we've, we've, we've kind of talked about it and we've researched it a little bit and we've kind of been like, oh man, that's like a thousand bucks. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, I, either of us have like overt symptoms of this. So, you know, it's more just kind of like, our intuition tells us that we need to, that there's something going on in this field. Like for me, I know that like we are electric beings and I've experienced that in like energy healing stuff. And then also with um, like, I have this thing called a, a street light interfere. That's what I've looked up where like I, I, if I'm in a certain mood, I are certainly pissed off. I can turn off street lights or um, scared or something, I turn on street lights. And then I've also turned off the airplane twice from like um, just really negative emotions. So I, I know that there's some sort of emotional connection with our electricity in our body. So I, I thought like, well, if I've experienced that, then I know that other things can affect it. So I mm. definitely know we are completely ignoring the electricity in our bodies. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's that's true. We're ignoring a lot of it. I don't know if you're familiar with Edgar Casey, but he was a like a, a seer prophet. Psychic who's, dude. Yeah. Who's channeled um, all different entities. But anyway, out of the, these channelings, he made this battery pack that I always found fascinating, and it had to do with the electro. Well, I guess just recharging your heart, but it, it was for it was for helping all different types of ailments. So there was that, and then the Faraday cage, of course, that always interested me. I figured if I lived in cities and there was nothing I could really do about it, the best way I could do it at least was within my house. Um, and I work from the computer, so I spend a lot of time in front of the computer daily. Um, so yeah, just trying to find basic I mean, ways to help myself. Yeah, I mean, there are I mean, very easy and cheap ways to do a lot of betterments in one's home. I would say one of the first things one needs to do is, um, is buy a meter because otherwise it's going to be very hard to know what you're trying to change. Right, you have to you know, know what your base maybe is. You don't... Yeah, you have to know your base. It could be so horrible that you have to move because it's always a lot easier having a good environment than trying to fix a bad one. It's, it, it's so much easier to, to turn something off than trying to shield it. I mean, that's one of the few, I mean, if you look at environmental toxins or pollutants, that's one of the few pluses of this electromagnetic artificial environmental soup. We only need to press a button to turn it off. 
you can't do that with oil spills or radioactivity or anything else. So that's true. And the meter I would recommend is the Cornet meter. Uh, I think it's called EDA or something like that. It's, it's a really the best meter that I found. You have a really wide range of uh, micro and radio waves that you can measure. And it's very, very cheap to, for a meter. It's only like 200 bucks. And you can measure electrical and magnetical field and it's small, you can have it in your pocket. So it's very easy. And for example, when it comes to computer, I mean, most people, they will have like a laptop. So, and just by grounding the laptop, you can lower the fields many times. Usually laptops aren't grounded at all because you don't, the, the grounding pin from your outlet only goes to the transformer, the, the piece of black lump that's in the middle before it goes to the computer. <laughs> this, then you have this um, small cord going into the computer. Okay. So you don't have, you don't have, you only have plus and minus, you don't have any ground there. So you get a lot higher fields. So just by grounding the computer. How do you ground then, your computer then? Like if it, if the well, grounding works. Either, yeah, either one can buy, uh, I mean, a grounding cable that you attach to the outlet and then you plug it into a USB socket that those can be found at uh, online stores or even if one could find a physical store that do sell stuff to shield and lower electromagnetic fields. Uh, or if one already has a US, something plugged into the USB or has the USB cable, then you can just either solder or wrap uh, a cable. I mean, I, I mean, a cable that is uh, metal is exposed and then connect that uh, to an outlet. I mean, not only to the grounding pin and nothing else, of course. And I wouldn't advise anyone to do this unless they know what they're doing or have the proper um, the proper license or education of what is needed in the in, in the country of where you live. You need to do a YouTube video on that, yeah. <laughs> like showing. But that. it's very easy to do. But it that should be only for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> okay. I mean, the same thing. When I mean, she, uh, that's one thing I do really want to say because you you keep saying Faraday cage. And Faraday cage is something really good, but when you have pure metal and all the sides are connected, then you're also shielding away the Earth's natural electromagnetic fields, and that isn't good. So it's better to have a fabric or a carbon paint or you can have all the all the four four walls and in it, but you should good at all. And there's there was these experiments done in the seventies in Germany where they shielded young, healthy people underground from the natural electromagnetic fields. And very quickly, their sleep deteriorated, their cycle, day and night cycle, all their hormonal and different systems 
stopped working and the stomach and stuff. So of course, I mean, if you have no choice and you have to shield against it, because the most important thing is to have a good, uh, good place to sleep. You should, you should preferably not have any electrical stuff at all where you sleep. You shouldn't have cables under your head, the floor. You shouldn't have a Wi-Fi router or your phone there. Um, I mean, you should preferably, if you can, you should even take out the socket. I mean, or I mean the, um, the fuse to the bedroom. But of course, if you have another room adjoined to it or your neighbor and they have all this stuff, it's not going to be that much use. But just not having so much stuff around you. Uh, because at night, that's when the body is supposed to heal. So that's why it's so important just by having a good place to sleep where you can have low levels of microwave radiation. And, and a good value is like a couple of microwatts. That's the, the weird U with a W. Um, okay, so wait, but you said, you said that um, you can, you can overshield, like you can do too much, you do need, like, so. Yeah, because a, a true Faraday cage, that's when all the six sides are, con have a metal connection and it's metal, because right. okay. then you, then you're shielding against all the electric, then no electrical field can get in at all. A magnetic field could get in, a ma magnetic fields are very hard to shield against, so. If you would measure a strong magnetic field on your coronet meter, or if you have another meter, then you either should turn that stuff on, off, or move the bed to somewhere else. Because it's very, that's very expensive and hard to shield against. Okay, so how would I know, like, what's a good, like, what's a good um, base? Like, what is too much EMFs around me and what is, like, a, 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 an okay amount? Well, I mean, um, on the on, on that meter, for example, I mean, usually you have two, three different. You have three. I mean, like if you when you measure temperature, you have you have Celsius and Fahrenheit, and you have Kelvin and some others. Okay. So it's same thing with with, with measuring radio waves or microwaves, and and <clears throat> then then you have something called my. I mean, do you measure in watts per square meter or centimeter? And and uh, you want, I mean, when it comes to, I think it's uh, square meters, then you want it to be no more than a couple of microwatts at most. So milliwatts, that's way too much. Uh, and uh, I mean, when you do have, a, when one has a meter, one starts, I mean, one has to use it. So you start learning what it, those numbers and, and okay. this diagram really means. So when, when you start, when, when you walk around and you go too close to a Wi-Fi meter, you see that the, the strength goes way up and it's, it's, it's hitting the roof and it's all oh, this is not good. Then you move away and you might go into nature and, and, and you're in the countryside or, I mean, sometimes you can even find good places in a city because when you have a concrete building, building, especially when it's like this energy efficient stuff, those shields are very good against EMFs. In Stockholm, they build a couple of those um, high story buildings uh, that were environmental friendly and stuff and like leads l-e-e-d-s well no i mean it's basically that they were i mean they didn't need to use that much energy they, they, they i mean they were keeping the heat in and stuff like oh, that okay so they had this uh these windows with i mean these um uh, you have a very it's called energy windows in swedish i have no idea what it's called in english Probably. I mean, they energy kind of energy windows probably work. Yeah. yeah, energy efficient windows. I mean, like they have a very thin metal film that you can't see. So basically you don't get the radiation in. 
and the walls were thick, so you didn't get much radiation in. So they, they, people ended up complaining that they didn't get a signal. So they, they installed uh, small cell phone towers in, in every every person's apartment instead. And I thought, poor people. Yeah. Exactly. There was a a guy I saw who made um, he made these pillows, but they were made out of one um, I forgot what they were called, but anyway, it was one layer of steel wool, and the next layer was an organic cotton, and then the next layer was steel wool. So there were a few layers like that, and that reminded me of what you were saying that it shouldn't just all be wire or metal well i mean the out. reason i mean yeah but that's an organite organite blanket organ oh. blanket oh, it, yeah, it yeah. works totally different it has to do with according to william rice theories um the organic and, and metal uh, layers of the fabric is attracting and and, and, and repelling uh, the life force or the organ energy that it speaks of so it actually it's, it's, it, it accumulates and, and radiates life energy to the body and I mean um, when you start researching and we try itself you do notice that something is going on so but uh, there, that could also be a reason but the reason why a true Faraday case isn't good because that's because you shield out the natural fields so then it's a lot better to live in a cage or have have a if you I mean for example if you have a large house log house because those are pretty thick or if you have a concrete house or a brick house I mean that shields a lot better than just wood and that's the thing that's why you need a meter you could already you know, one can live in a city and have very good values <laughs> or you can live and think that it's very good and it's super bad and I mean I made tons of mistake even though I mean learning these errors because it's so easy to think but or have an idea of how it should be and then it's wrong because you didn't you hadn't measured it right or you hadn't measured it at all okay cool i'll put a link to the to the meter in here yeah you can actually make it Times building because then you can then the microwave can bounce it. So imagine if you put it up at a wall or two walls, and because you know there's a cell phone tower or your neighbor has a Wi-Fi, but then you have a stronger signal or maybe a little bit weaker signal from the other side. So then it will bounce it. It will go through you twice or maybe more times. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you need a meter and and. I mean, the cheapest way to shield a room, for example, I mean, that's way cheaper than trying to make a canopy. Or, I mean, the easiest way, I mean, if you want to be able to take it with you, that's making like a sleeping bag like I did. Uh, I, I, I bought a oh, fabric. fabric. Yeah, I, that fabric contains silver, but since it contains like 30%, it's so much, it hasn't deteriorated at all for several years. Otherwise, if one should be insured, and I mean, I'm sure you can just buy it. You have, you have steel as well that you can buy. In. And you just need, I mean, I just bought four meters and that's about, I think $150, but it's still $150 less than a, than a grounding bed sheet. And the grounding bed sheet don't shield against EMF and you can't sleep in it. So I just double folded it and, uh, 
and sew it together so I can crawl down in it like a sleeping bag. So it's, and that's it's shielding quite easy. Yeah, shielding and grounding, yeah. Uh, so I can really feel how the body gets super calm. It's, it actually shields even better than a canopy because it's so much more thicker, the, 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 the wires close to each other. But another, I mean, if you want to shield a room very easily or a wall, then you should use, um, when you make saunas, you have this wallpaper that has aluminum on one side and paper on the other. And you can buy a huge roll, or at least in Sweden, for like $50. Like, I don't know, 25 meters or something. Maybe one and a half meters wide. So you can make an entire room that way. It's very cheap. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. That's a good option. Hmm. That sounds like that could overdo it, though. Well, I mean, since you don't do the door, and or at least not the windows, Right. Uh, and if, and it, I mean, when you have the windows, if you don't have an energy efficient window or put one in, then then you just I mean, if you do get too much coming into the windows, then you just have to buy a a fabric that you hang. You can buy very nice curtain like fabrics, so it's not that hard. Or if you just sleep there, you could put uh, aluminum on the inside of a of a you know these. Um, uh, what do you call these curtains that you can pull down? Like blinds? Yeah. yeah. No, not blinds, the ones that are shades. fabric. Or shades, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, of like a blackout curtain or... Um, yeah. Cur shades. Shades, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. I mean, one thing that I did when I had a... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. No, no, nothing. Well, one thing you did was like, like uh, I'll say mine afterwards. Okay, well, I mean, because I mean, I had to reinvent a lot of things because you can't afford all the good stuff. <laughs> uh, and I mean, one of the, I mean, I had a laptop in the beginning that the screen broke, but I could still use it. So I put it. I mean, that's one thing too to do if you have a laptop and you do feel that it's not good for you. Then, then you buy a monitor. Then you buy a monitor that is that is uh, that that emits that is low uh, blue light and no flickering, because the flickering in itself uh, causes problems. And I mean that that is such a. I mean they had to acknowledge that, but so I mean basically half of all the screens you can buy for computers are not flickering today, and. Um, if you're unsure, you can just take out your camera and look. Does the screen flicker when you're looking like through your... the camera when oh, you're in a film? That's yeah. Cool. yeah. But there are, sadly, there are some screens that are non-flickering when you have 100% intensity of brightness, but then it can start flicker when you lower it. But I know that BenQs are very good screens and very cheap as well. Okay, uh, cool. So then, then, you, then you have an external screen connected to the laptop or the computer. And then you put the laptop as far as away as you can, and you put it in a metal case, but you have to see to it that you have room for, uh, uh, or, I mean, or, or a paper box, and you, and you put aluminum in it. You just have to see to it that you have ventilation holes. And then you have an extension cable, so you have USB, and obviously you have a USB mouse and keyboard, because otherwise you're going to work, 
right above the surface of both where the Wi-Fi might and be emitted from Bluetooth and also where you have all the strongest electromagnetic fields because laptops are very, very badly shielded at all if they have any shielding at all. So a normal computer metal, metal where you don't have a big window on the side, it's, it's a lot better. Yeah, well, I guess in that case, you might as well have a desktop then instead of a laptop with you. Well, I mean, if you already have a laptop. Right, okay, yeah. Or if you if you you need to be able to take it with you and stuff like that. I mean, I mean everything. To, I mean, I mean you have to think in grayscales. I mean it's it's better to have it like that at your desk and where you're at your work you sit by it working and then then not at all, for example. Yeah, true. But if you do have to use Wi-Fi for your laptop, of course you can't put it in a shielded box. True. So you should have an Ethernet cable. Well, and even you were showing me like there was that mat, like a grounding mat that you could put in between you and the laptop, like if you're traveling or whatever. Like an earthing mat? Yeah, like an earthing mat. Yeah, they also sell no. clothing now. Well, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, one can buy or make their own clothing that's supposed to shield, but I mean, that's mainly against uh, microwaves and radio waves. It's the magnetic fields and the, the electric fields you can shield a little bit against. So, so it's more, more the stuff in the air. And that's the, what, the stuff that affects us the most because, I mean, the most health effects that's been negatively for people, if you look at all the, I mean, if you look at what's happened since the like 70s, or you can look earlier as well, because you have this guy called Arthur Firstenby, Berg, that is a doctor, one of the most famous one in the US that is, that's most knowledgeable about the danger of EMF. So he wrote this book called The Invisible Rainbow, where he talks about how basically ever since we started using and producing batteries up until till this day, we have started having health problems. He, he, he shows, and I mean, I read it in other places as well, he shows that the, the villages and towns that got electricity first in the end of the 19th century, they start getting health problems. Yeah, that's the book. <laughs> Here's another copy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I mean, and that got more rampant when we start having, I mean, phones and everything. I mean, then allergies, then burnouts, and Alzheimer's and MS, and all of these stuff start going way up. And diabetes too. So, um, yeah. most people don't really understand how, how much it affects us. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't even really, I mean, I'm just now, I'm just now starting to get the tip of the iceberg of, like, how I think that this stuff can actually affect us. But for the longest time, I was just like, oh, whatever, like, whatever. Like, I, I, like, oh, that's one more thing I can't worry about. Like, that's sort of, like, how I would think about it. Like, it would just be like, oh, now I have to worry about the Wi-Fi. I already have to worry about everything else. Like, that's, I'm not worrying about that. What are going, what are my neighbors going to think? <laughs> Well, not even that. I just am just kind of like, like it gets to like our because society. You have to change your lifestyle. And yeah, you have to change. Your, I mean, but then and, and our society is just like everything is bad for you. Everything. I feel like at some point. No, there's tons of good stuff as well. It's just that 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 isn't promoted. So you have to look it up it's yourself. It's not promoted. Yeah, you do. You do have to. You have to seek out the good. The bads, the bads, the bads easy. You have to seek out the good.
Yeah. I mean, most of the time people don't do that until they have to, until they get sick. Yeah, start getting true. problems. Yes, that's true with anything. So, yeah, it's the same for me. So, yeah. I've learned tons from my problems. Which is good because you can help other people. So that that's awesome. So yeah, thank I mean, thank you for sharing it. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing all this stuff. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Very knowledgeable. Do you have a do you do you blog about this or do you share it with the public in any other way? Uh, no, I haven't done that, but I'm thinking very strongly of doing it. Uh, Nikki has been encouraging me. Um, so, yeah, I'm thinking about uh, yeah starting a YouTube channel or maybe on, on some other place because right. it feels easiest that way and maybe building up from there. Yeah, great. you so, so, so I mean, good. I feel like, uh, hmm. Yeah, and I mean, we'll I'll have you on here, uh, like like anytime you want to come on, you can come on. But like you know, uh, you definitely need to like show people details about all these things because it, it's a lot of information, and it's information that people really do need, and I think it could help people. And then like, I mean, you know, I I, I know you have a lot more other things about like the Electric Universe and about you know like, I just watched that thing day about the from the Doctor Thomas or. Call. about the heart and, yeah. And yeah about the heart that like, i mean all that stuff is really um underexposed i guess you should i guess you would say, would say. and it would be really nice to share your research with, with people because it's really cool stuff yeah yeah but i'm totally going to be labeled as a cracker but i mean that should be a sign of proud pride so <laughs> yeah. At this point, yeah like at this point it's like i mean like do you want to be normal like normal's like yeah but on the other side like but yeah, they, they they called me a conspiracy nut, but yeah, who cares? Everyone gets that. So. Right. Yeah, exactly. at this point, that's even losing its power. So it's like, you know, whatever. Yeah. 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 No, it needs to get out there. And plus, more and, more and more people are going to, unfortunately, be getting sick. And they're going to be looking for answers. Yeah. So it would be helpful for you to have that information <laughs> out there. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I mean, the, the response that I have seen around 5G, I mean, how people start realizing that it's not good. I have never seen that before with the previous technologies. When 3G was going to be rolled out in Sweden, there were more protests, probably in other countries as well, I don't know, but because people have got problems with DSM. So you had to have like this huge PR stuff from the government and the companies to so make, I mean, you have to invent star, star values for the phones and stuff like that. And you had all these like um, yell dolls that showed you that it was, didn't heat the body more than 0.01 degree and stuff like that. So then everyone was calm and nothing happened at all with 4G as, as I can re recall at all. No protest or anything that I, I can even remember. Yeah. But I mean, basically every person that is into health or spirituality or is any kind of alternative person online, have got, I mean, are talking about 5G, that is not good. Basically everyone, I mean, up until now, now it's COVID, 